Indianapolis Colts training camp day two. What are we going to look for? What did we see in day one? What's different this year from previous years? Really, really good questions. Looking forward to getting into it. We heard from Matt Ryan yesterday. We heard from Frank Reich yesterday. Lots going on. And there are a lot of reasons for optimism, but you can't get too far out over your skis. Talking about what the positives are, it's one day of training camp. You got about, what, six weeks until the real opener. We got the preseason opener in just 16 days. But the real opener comes on September 11th. So what do we see that projects towards September 11th? That is a much more difficult question to answer, but there's no reason not to be optimistic about what we saw yesterday. There were some real things out there yesterday that we're going to talk about. Also want to talk about Tom Allen, the Indiana Hoosiers. Can they move toward competitiveness after a year where they were not competitive? What happened last year? What happened the previous two years? that could be harbingers of success for the Hoosiers under Tom Allen. Is this the year that Tom Allen needs Indiana to produce or Scott Dolson, the athletic director, needs to look in another direction? This is Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, July 28, 2022, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson, the best at what he does. He is a super plumber. You want to see, you got a super plumbing problem? You need a super plumber to correct it, right, and solve it. That's Jared Johnson. Give him a call, 765-610-8809. That's the number. I've called it three times. Check, check, check. All good stuff from Jared uh, Johnson. Hit the subscribe button. Smash that like button. Let's see if we can get to 300 likes today. That would be something. And if you want to donate, that's cool too. Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. We put up videos often during training camp, and we'll do it again today. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Colts, they're going to work out today. They're going to be outside. No reason not to be outside today. Going to be partly sunny, 82 degrees at noon today when the Colts get to work. If the workout today is like the workout yesterday, this is going to be a quick one. They are hyper-organized, very detailed. They get going. Yesterday, it was just over an hour. They had an hour and 20 minutes scheduled for practice. They knocked that out, what they needed to get done early. That tells you about their organization. I don't want to crap all over Tom Allen, and we're going to talk about Indiana in a little bit. But if you go to, and we were talking about it on the sideline, members of the media yesterday during Colts camp. You go to a Tom Allen practice, and they're, there's a fundamental difference between what goes on with the Colts and what goes on with the Hoosiers. There is, this word was used, not by me, but was used to describe an Indiana University football practice, chaos. Yesterday, the Colts were hyper-focused, attention to detail, talking to each other, and moving through reps like this. It was really impressive how efficient they were. And that counts for something. You got to be detail oriented in the NFL. You got to get the most you can out of every rep. And if you do, it's going to pay off come September 11th and September 18th when the Colts need to get off to a great start. They need to be 2 and 0. They get to they get off to another slow start. That is bad news for the Indianapolis Colts. You can't get off to a bad start this year and they know that. They are doing they say 
all that's possible to ensure that they get off to that good start. There's a difference in energy with the Colts this year compared to the, the last couple of years. Like, it, it, those are anomalies a little bit, maybe COVID-driven anomalies. You had a team dealing with the specter of COVID. Uh, two years ago, you know, camp was, was out at 56th Street, not at Grand Park. There were no fans around. So it's, it's just different, and it's hard to compare them apple to apples to apples. But you know what? It was different yesterday. There was an enthusiasm, an excitement, an energy that was a little bit different. Again, can't get out ahead over... Oh, they're going to be undefeated. Whoa! No, no, no. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying one day in is really pretty good. There was accountability. As people made mistakes, they were held accountable for them by position coaches in a way that I haven't seen in the past. And maybe that's because we were paying more attention to the coaches. We were watching Reggie Wayne talk to receivers like Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce, the rookie out of Cincinnati, 53rd overall pick. When he screwed up, Reggie Wayne was on him and corrected in real time what Pierce was doing and how he could do it better the next time. That's a big deal. Matt Ryan, he likes to talk. He is talking to guys. He's talking to himself, and he did yesterday after the interception that he threw to Nick Cross. It was kind of tipped a little bit. Nick Cross got under it, grabbed it, got up, ran a little bit. The defense went crazy. They enjoy that kind of thing. There's some competitiveness, and there was precision and a need for precision at a level that I haven't seen before. And I'll tell you this, like Frank Reich, this is his fifth year, so we've been around Frank Reich a lot. Frank Reich can tend to wear me out. And in post-practice scrums or, or in podiums when he hosts during the season, I don't feel a compulsion to ask him questions because he really doesn't give a great answer, and I'm not going to invest my energy in a question that's just going to get a, a bunch of jibber-jabber. But yesterday, Frank Reich was interesting, and he gave answers, and it seemed like the veil was gone and there was more transparency, so I asked questions and, and asked about what uh, is most impressive to him about Matt Ryan as a technician of the quarterback position. And it was interesting. It was a good answer. And you go back to yesterday's video with Frank Reich, you'll hear it. But I was interested in what Frank Reich had to say yesterday. It was a different Frank Reich. I thought it was a Frank Reich who wasn't trying to be obtuse or, you know, kind of uh, uh, non-transparent, opaque, or translucent in his answers. I thought it was a guy who was eager to share what he thought after one workout in training camp. And and so it was kind of good. I, I I like that version of Frank Reich that we saw yesterday. Now, how many, you know, as we get toward the season, is it all going to change back to what it was? I don't know. But I liked the guy yesterday. Um, there was no selling of the attitude and the culture that we've had in, in previous kind of media availabilities, either with players, with Ballard, with Reich. Ballard did not sit and talk to us for 66 minutes like he has in the past. Ballard's uh, media availability a couple of days ago, it was pretty quick. It was about 16 minutes, and that was it. Done, 
and and let's go. Everything's a little bit quicker. Everything's a little bit more efficient. Everything is a little bit more transparent, and I like it. I like the feel of this camp one day in, really two since the Colts reported. I like this better. What did we see? We saw the pick early by Nick Cross. That was kind of fun. We saw Naheem Hines used a lot in practice. Jonathan Taylor used a lot in practice. Jonathan Taylor, it's non-contact, no pads, but he made people flat miss yesterday. They weren't trying to hit him. They were just trying to corral him. And still, juke here, juke there, and guys were off balance, and, and Jonathan Taylor kept running. We saw Matt Ryan very, very detail-oriented in the way he executes play-action passes. Uh, really, really high-end stuff from Matt Ryan yesterday in terms of the detail orientation of the position of quarterback. Um, Matt Pryor was at left tackle with the ones. Kind of interesting. Julian Blackman looked awesome for a guy less than a year. Jonesy, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the donation. If you want to donate, join Jonesy. Throw some cash. We put it all back in a product, I promise you. Uh, Julian Blackman looked great. Told you that yesterday. EJ Speed, we didn't talk about yesterday. I thought EJ Speed looked really, really good yesterday. Granted, again, no contact. This wasn't really football. This is more where are you supposed to be and how do you behave when you get there. It was interesting. Um, Alec Pierce looks really, really smooth. And, and I was thinking... I was talking to Rick Venturi during minicamp or OTAs and uh, about who he compares to. And and Rick said Jordy Nelson. And and I was saying, man, you, you know, I was throwing out other names, but yesterday watching Alec Pierce, I thought, ooh, Jordy Nelson is right on the money. I totally agree. The uh, tight ends, enormous. These guys are big. Ogletree and Woods are big. They're both 6'7". They're both long. They're going to be big targets in the red zone. Uh, they got to get to where they can block in the NFL. But, man, I'll tell you what. One day in, uh, you look at him, you think, whew, these guys are big. They, the Colts had a guy, an offensive lineman named Ulrich John, a few years ago, who was a behemoth. Didn't play, but he was a behemoth. Reminded me of that. I mean, you're like, wow, these guys are really tall. Um, no surprises, no drama, no weirdness. The Colts are a business and, and are all business in this camp. And that's really interesting to watch. You've got other teams that they got contract holdouts. They got drama. This team's got no drama and I like it. Um, Pittman, I thought looked really, really good. Uh, looks fast as you would guess. He looks nimble as you would guess. His hands were sticky, as you would guess. Michael Pittman Jr., going into his third year, this is where you see kind of the, the manifestation of, of development with a wide receiver between years two and three. More often than not, you don't, I, not everybody's gonna be Jamar Chase where they just explode in that first year. Michael Pittman Jr., really this year, he could explode into somebody very special. And that guy, we keep saying he's a <clears throat> sort of a diminished one or a really good two as a wide receiver. Maybe this year he kind of ascends into that solid number one guy. 
Um, like I said, drama-free, no wasted time or movement, no confusion. Just over an hour for the practice. We'll see what happens today. Is Tom Allen the right guy for the job at Indiana? Look, this is going to be his sixth year. No coach since Bill Mallory has completed his sixth year. Kevin Wilson was almost done with his sixth year and then was fired uh, and replaced by Tom Allen. We'll see if Tom Allen, and he will, he's certain to finish his sixth year. But how big a year is this for Tom Allen and the Indiana Hoosiers? Last year, 0-9 in the Big Ten. They were 2-10 overall, coming off two years where they were 8-5 and and 19, and then 6-2 and in the shortened COVID year. Are they ready to go back to what they were when they were 8-5 and and 6-2? and Or was the 2-10 and more in line with reality for this, this program and this team that Tom Allen has built? That's the big question. We start to find out against Illinois at Memorial Stadium on the 2nd of September. That's a Friday night game. Last year, they had one 600-yard receiver, exactly 600 yards. They had no 600-yard, or one 600-yard rusher, no 600-yard receivers, nine touchdown passes, 15 picks. Uh, man, it just doesn't look right to me. Does it look right to you? Does it feel right? It just doesn't. I, I've never had that vibe with Tom Allen. I liked him as a defensive coordinator. As a head coach, I think you've got to be more, not scholarly, but you've got to be more serious. You've got to be more in the moment and looking ahead. I always think of watching those old, remember on Wide World of Sports, you got Minnesota Fats versus Willie Moscone. And they always said that Willie Moscone plays pool five moves ahead. I see Tom Allen doing things no moves ahead. Like he he calls a, a defense and will this year. He'll call the defense. The play happens. He either celebrates or is furious with the officials, and then he does it again. I don't get the sense that he's in that five moves ahead type of, of mindset, and, and it kind of bugs me. He doesn't seem to be an oversight guy. He seems to, seems to live in the moment from play to play, and I think that's a problem, to tell you the truth, in terms of leadership. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? I'm just not bullish on Tom Allen, obviously. Anthony Mina, happy birthday. Matthew Hoagland, Nikki, Joanna Reed, happy birthday. The great courtesy Taylor, happy birthday. Uh, Joe Ulrey Graham, happy birthday. Worked with Joe at WIBC, great dude. Kinsey Ashworth, happy birthday, the great Kinsey Ashworth. Dane Schippel, Steve Reiner, and Terry Riley, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Later today, going to be out at Grand Park. We'll do videos. We'll have the scrums from out there. We'll put all that up on videotape. Nobody's covering Colts Camp like we do right here. And I can't wait to share that stuff with you a little bit later today. Have a great day and lift people. Don't pull people down, right? Lift people. Celebrate others and their accomplishments. Be about others and everything else takes care of itself.